Your car's a mess, Patty. Yeah, and I just cleaned it like a week ago. I, I don't understand how it gets messy so quick. Like one day going to Disneyland and then it's like d- done. It's done. Like there's, it's done. Like you there's don't have food. Rules? Well, I have rules, but they don't ever follow them really. And then they never like, the rule is supposed to be you bring it in, you bring it out. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. Yeah. And I had a trash can, but the trash can broke. So that's not happening. And then Jackson throws things all over the place. Like it, I will clean it. And then within two days, it is a total disaster again. That's why I just banned them from bringing anything in the car. (laughs) I don't want them to talk to me. So I make sure that they're eating and that (laughs) they're listening to stories and they're doing all that kind of stuff because it just, I need them. We, I mean, we, our best conversations are in the car because mm-hmm. there's like less threat. But our biggest mess is in the car because they don't put anything where it's supposed to go. I have a duffel bag in the car that I keep all of the necessities in, like the first aid kit, the trash bags, my extra poise pads. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep uh, the blankets in there and the neck pillows because the best way to get them to leave us alone is to get them relaxed. That's true. So I put, they have their neck pillows and then it just goes into the duffel bag afterwards and we're all happy. And they, the girls have a thing in between them that has books and like some drawing things and then the trash can in there, supposedly. But it's all the, I have to keep my kids fed and the feeding of them in the car just doesn't oh, yeah, work. Band. We banned feed, eating in the car. Oh, it was then we would have, I'd have to ban screaming in the car and that wouldn't <laughs> work. You know, the worst thing that happened in my car was once. Well, what? many times, like every single one of my kids has urinated all over those car seats. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh. I'm amazed. We got into a car accident once. And we took it to a great place, body shop that fixed it. And then they like fine detailed our car. Ooh. And I could not believe the stains. They managed to get out of the car seats. I was like, I feel like I should pay you more yeah. for the beautiful job you did on restoring my car seats. Oh, ours is trash. Yeah. And Chris keeps thinking, I'm going to get you a new van. And I'm like, no. Because I can't hit poles. Like yeah. the outside is covered in stickers that people think are bullet holes. Yes, every way they look. Patty got mad because Bobby took off a couple stickers. <laughs> <laughs> the girls decorated it because they wanted to hide all the scratches. Yeah, that were on the car. Because I hit poles. I don't hit people. I don't hit other yeah. cars. I hit poles, especially in Whole Foods. <laughs> I don't like that parking lot. So, anyways, I guess I should go clean it. So I can, they can dirty it in 48 hours. Nice. Tune in every week to the Mother Effin' Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Mother Effin' Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Patty, I want to revisit a topic with you. I didn't do it. Okay. This was about your first job. Oh, at SeaWorld. At SeaWorld. Yeah, I want to talk about SeaWorld. It's great. Regardless of what you see at Blackfish, it's great. It was random. Someone came to our school because I was in the theater program and said they weren't looking for people to work for the summer jobs. And so I like fill out the application and then I turned it in and then they called me back the next day. And then I told my mom I had a job at SeaWorld. <laughs> and she was like, uh, what? So they didn't audition you or? No, they interviewed me. Because you were a walk-around character, correct? Yes. I was a costume character, Mm -hmm. which is crazy in Texas because it's like 115 degrees and you're wearing so much material and clothing and all that stuff. Did your your costume have internal fans? Yeah, but it didn't work. So we were required. This is how hot it was. Mm -hmm. A, you brought a t-shirt for every single performance you did. And your performances were only like 10 minutes out. Like you... You would go out and you'd have a handler mm-hmm. and you would take pictures and like say hello to people and walk on the park and say hi or whatever. You would require to drink a cup of Gatorade before you put on the costume mm-hmm. and you were required to take a cup of Gatorade after you take on yeah. the, ca- the, after you yeah. did your 10 minute sh- shift, not shit, shift, <laughs> um, because they didn't want you to get dehydrated. And you just brought multiple, multiple t-shirts because you would get drenched. So yeah. you would wear bandanas so that the sweat wouldn't get in your eyes and all this stuff. The first day you learned really quickly that you don't need to smile when you're in a costume mm-hmm. because the first day my like mouth was all sore from smiling. <laughs> but they don't see you yeah. at all. So you learn to do like be animated with like a normal face on, which is kind of funny because it's totally anti what you're used to. Yeah. But yeah, 
they didn't interview me. Like they interviewed the person who was in charge came and like talked to the people and then so they kind of I guess the interview but there was then. no audition process. No, like I didn't have to sing or dance or like do anything. Like I That's interesting cuz I worked in costuming for Disneyland. I didn't want to be a costume character. Okay, well, I actually did the dressing of all the costume characters. Okay. And I was a lead on one of the parades. Wait, how old are you? I was 19 when I started. Because I was 16. So even for the 16-year-olds who can be, you can be 16 in a costume at Disneyland like over the summer for summer break. Well, it needs so many people because the summer yeah. is crazy. You time. have a multi-rotation of yeah. characters. But they had to audition. Well, Disney's a little bit higher quality and yeah. caliber than I would say <laughs> SeaWorld was. Let me tell you. Princess face character auditions are the most brutal auditions I have ever seen. Oh, I can imagine. So the first round is all the girls line up with their headshots and they basically go through and they're like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. That cut's not so bad because so many girls get cut at once. Then they do the movement where they have to. Is it right afterwards? uh, There's like a little break and then they go into movement. But like 10 minute break. Like Mm -hmm. you're not coming in for a whole nother day of movement. No, no, no. Okay. So they're going in into movement. And movement is not like big dancing. It's like a little minor choreography. But they want to see if you're kind of graceful. If you walk gracefully, if you have some graceful movement. That's where I would fail. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. I probably wouldn't make the beauty cut, the first oh. cut, like at all. I am a non-traditional beauty. What is it my friend <laughs> called me? Don't. It's, it's Anyways. So after movement and improv for the face characters comes the most brutal cut. Ooh. Which is because they get to put on the wigs. And the costume because they want to take a picture now and see how do you look when you've got most of the appearance together. Like not the makeup, like the makeup's a little bit, you know, more when you actually get in there. But if we put the wig on you, do you kind of look the part? What did you do? I dressed them. So whenever they would come into that final moment of the audition, I didn't do the wigs. They had a cosmetologist to do that. But I would dress them in the costumes and like pin them back so they looked fine. Because if you get cast as a princess, you're going to have dresses fit to you. After they all get dressed and their Polaroids taken, then the wait happens because then the deliberation. So part of it is how many princesses do we need and what roles Which do we ones? need filled? And what's going to raise you to the cream of the crop is if you can play multiple princesses. Oh, completely. Versus you only qualified for one or two. Yeah. Um, and they have hired, like there was this one girl who was hired only as a bell. And I, I think that was nepotism. And she only did it for a little bit. And she was put at the bottom of the list because why would I want to bring in a bell for the day when I can bring in a girl who can play Belle, Cinderella, Ariel, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty? And yeah. that's really it. If you can play those top five, you're kind of pretty good win. to go. And then often you'll have Wendy Alice's who can also be Snow White's. And these girls, when they find out they don't make the list, they don't make the cut, the tears that begin to flow. When they get so far and they try the costume on and then it's a no thank you. And princesses and parades are a different category than face princesses. Oh, yeah. I can imagine because all all you have to do is the the wave. They have a lot more um, leniency in parade princesses and height and everything. Yeah, because you can sit down and you're not going to get the height. Like a lot of them are sitting down the whole time. So then you don't necessarily care about the height as much because you can always sit on a book yeah you know (laughs) yeah so it was great working there and I loved it uh Bobby drove floats we did parades predominantly my two biggest shows were Fantasmic and the Electrical Parade Electrical Parade was the one that I was the lead on I was one of five leads but I was like lead number two on the Electrical Parade so it was exciting it was fun and then for Fantasmic I wasn't a lead or anything I just had a spot but I loved working Fantasmic because you got to go over to the island and you hung out on the island all night FYI best firework spot to see, you know, Tinkerbell and everything is on the island. I'll never be able to go on the island. I know. Sorry, but <laughs> I'm going to rub it in. I used to also dress Tinkerbell. That was fun, too. So it was fun. And I loved working at Disneyland. It was a great college job. I couldn't imagine doing it past college. I know a lot of people who still are there. Well, because the freaking passes are so expensive, that's <sighs> the way they get in. So they <laughs> don't want to give up their passes. So they end up just working so they can stay in. It's tough. It is a tough. It, I will say. I but you had a cool job there. Like I couldn't imagine pressing the green button and making sure everyone's safe every single time. Space some Mountain people went. love it. I mean, some people don't mind doing it because then they become trainers and everything. But I think working at Disneyland, I got a lot of good secret tips for working at Disneyland. 
So the biggest thing I got from Sea World was that all the costume characters had kind of this mantra of you're the reason why they come back. And I kind of taken that on as life. Like that's mm-hmm. the kind of personality I want to protrude is this happy, goofy, fun, positive personality of, all right, like I'm the reason why they want to come back and be a friend or, you know, hang out with me. I don't know. That isn't working, but I just use it. Okay. I meant more tips on like how to travel at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would like tips in life. <laughs> but that's okay. So one of our listeners, T, she texted me and was like, I need you and Heather to do an episode about Disneyland because we're going in June and I need all the help I can get. So first off, don't go in June. Well, it's cool. <laughs> she's going to have to come in June. It is what it is. She I wants to take us out for a beer. Going. I believe she's going to end up doing three days. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Prob- How many days should she go, Heather? She hasn't three had her tickets. not bad. Um, would you recommend more than three? I wouldn't recommend more than mm-hmm. three. I feel like you should do three and take a day in between. You could do four if you really wanted to. But one full day in each park is a minimum, in my opinion, during busy season. Yeah, during busy season, you're going to have to, I would say, three. Yeah. And oh. I would say you're allowed to use the tickets. You don't have to use them all in a row. And I feel like mm-hmm. people think they have to, but you yeah. don't. So I would plan a rest day in between so that you can really capitalize on being fresh at Disney, especially if you're planning on doing like an 8 to 12 kind of thing where you're closing the park out, which is what I would recommend. Yes. I go from park open, rope drop to park close. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. No. But we have passes. So (laughs) I'm not going to do that. But when my friend, when Aunt Sunny, my best friend Sunny comes in town, we close the park out. Yeah. And I did that with the girls once. And it was not eight to not. What did you call it? All like fancy rope drop to rope park drop to park close. Mm-hmm. Um, but closing the park, you can ride like four rides in the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, you can and really that really makes it fun. Yeah. We did a lot, and finally the girls were like, "No more." I'm like, "Fine, we'll go home." <laughs> well, I told you we took the kids to Walt Disney World for nine days, mm-hmm. um, and we stayed on site, and that's. I'm just going to put my opinion out there. A lot of people love being in the magic 24-7. Yeah, you already did this. Don't do it. It's I not would, worth the money. I would never stay on site again. I would. So would you recommend that for Disneyland as well? I don't think you have to stay on site for Disneyland. Now, I have not taken the kids and stayed at a Disneyland hotel. We've taken them to a lot of the hotels around that have really nice pools and, you know, fun stuff. But for the most part, we just drive into Disneyland and leave. That's what we do, too, because we live close. And that was the whole thing of uh, Walt Disney World is we thought, oh, it's going to save so much time if we stay on site. Like, we'll be at the resort, just take a resort bus, go, come back. Those resort buses in the evening could take upwards of 90 minutes to get on. That's the same with it. Yeah. And I said, if we were here at Rope Drop in our own car, we would be able to park, just park close because we'd be here so early. And I'd be back at the hotel Within 30 minutes, you know, of the condo because they're so you're close. You're in control. And when you're in control, it makes yeah. a difference. I would recommend if you're going to Walt Disney World, we you've got to stay off-site, in my opinion, uh, because it's cheaper. You're going to save a lot of money. And whatever you're going to pay in parking, it's still cheaper and faster than staying on-site, even at the lowest cost hotels. Okay. Disneyland, I feel, is the same way. There is an excitement to staying at the resort. I used to stay all the time when I was a kid at the Disneyland Hotel. But the monorail doesn't really go from the hotel anymore. You got to walk through downtown Disney to get to the station. Yeah, you do. And all the things, with the exception of the pool and the spa, you can enjoy just as a guest. You can go eat at the restaurants. You can, oh my gosh, Trader Sam's is the best. It's my favorite thing. You can walk around. I don't see any perk to really staying at the hotel. There is a hotel that's close by, many of them, that are, are kind of almost equal walking distance to the yeah, front Yeah, there gate. is. There is. So I don't stay on site at Disneyland. We've never done it because we live an hour away. So why would we do it? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, we just drive in, drive back. But on the rare occasion that we stay two nights, like we'll do one park one day and another park the next day, we'll stay at a condo or a hotel super close by because we just need to shower in a bed. That's it. Completely. But if you do the condo, then you can have a little bit more food and you can take food into the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the other tip is that you don't have to buy any of their crap there. So we but you only because it's good. No, we have talked about how it's always salty. It is, but there's a few things I really like and have to have. Okay. 
Which I'll Anyways, get to. Anyways, we'll do this. We'll do that. You can bring a lot of food <laughs> into the park. So the way we handle yeah. the girls not getting hangry is that we feed them every hour. So yeah. we always have snacks, turkey, jerky, chips. We have popcorn, pickles. We bring it all in. Yeah. Like there's, we normally only buy one thing when we're there. And that's because Chris started it. If it was me, I would have been like, forget it. We're not getting anything. We're not spending money because I'm Mexican frugal. Yeah. So we- what would you buy? Don't buy the turkey. Like it's too salty and too big. Well, first off, we do kind of the same thing. We have hydration backpacks. So it carries two liters of water on their backs. You can fill that up no problem at a water fountain. Well, and all the water's free there, too, yeah. so you can get watered ice. We, we yeah, get ice water nice. all the time. Watered so, ice, ice water, whatever way you want to say it. So I like having the hydration packs because that guarantees they've got a lot of water on them all day, which especially in the summer is important. And yes, you're going to need water. You don't want to have bottles because bottles get lost easily. They roll around on the ground. People step on them. I think the hydration packs are great because they're a bag, a backpack, and then it carries that duty as well. They're a backpack. And she's talking hydration pack because I don't call it a hydration <laughs> pack. I call it like this, like the camel back, the little. Yeah. But you don't have to buy a the, camel The little back. bladder of tube that you have on the back that has a little straw that you can drink whenever. Yeah. And Jackson loves that thing. Yeah, it's And we make great. Chris carry it. Well, it's great because each of the kids has their own and they're staying fully hydrated all the day and which helps in cutting down their want for soda. And then what's great is you can put tons of snacks in these backpacks. We do snacks as well. We plan on what the kids would want. They like a little bit of salty, a little crunchy. I put a little healthy in there. And I don't tell them when to eat it, but they're, they know this is how many snacks you have. This is how many hours we're in the park. And we do stick to a feeding schedule. Like we are going to eat it this time for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is how we're going to eat. We're going to have one sit down. Everything else is going to be a lot quicker. So you have to decide when you're going to eat the snacks throughout the day. Yeah, we do more of a every hour on the hour mm-hmm. we eat. I put a timer on so that we get them something. And eating's like more like here's a pouch. We're in line waiting for Monster Zing. So yeah. have a some, you know, pickle or whatever we can do. So we're yeah. eating almost constantly and we normally only buy one meal. Yeah. But we're only there also for like yeah. Two or three hours. We do no, a full. We're not there for two or three hours. <laughs> more there for like five or six hours. But it's really only yeah. one meal that we're there. So we're not buying three meals there. We love the clam chowder. I'm just going to say it. We love the clam chowder. Clam chowder is great. When we enter the park, we're always there early because you can enter the park about 30 minutes before rope drop. Rope drop is like if it's at 8 a.m. the park opens, that's when the rope drops. But they will often open somewhere between 7.15 and 7.30 the gates to start pushing people into Main Street to go into the park. So if you're like me and you arrive at the park somewhere between 6 and 6.15 in the morning, you can be at the turnstiles kind of right away. So you can make your way down Main Street early, which is why I have that tip to be there before rope drop because then you could go over to the Starbucks now and that's where we get breakfast for the kids. Pick a food item, a pastry, a sandwich. Bobby and I can get our coffee. And that becomes the first meal stop of the day. You're going to be able to ride the most rides within the first hour of the park opening. Yeah. And within the last 15 minutes of the park closing. It's more than 15 minutes. Well, we always... well it depends on what time of day it closes. If it closes at midnight, 10 to midnight is prime. Well, because writing. most people will leave after the fireworks. fireworks yeah. So you're, that's a mass exodus, which you don't want to leave at that time anyway, because yeah. then the parking is going to be like a traffic jam in yeah. the 405. Or the 281 and 1604 interchange if you're from Texas. <laughs> Anyways, so literally you, you get the most rides. So if there's a long wait for like Space Mountain or something, yeah, you can always sit at the very end just being yeah. intentional about it. And then you can usually, what we do is we hit, we figure out what long line ride we want to hit after the fireworks. Mm-hmm. We hit that one and then we just go in and out of all the rides around it. Yeah. So if you go to Space Mountain you can ride Star Tours, you can ride Buzz, you can ride, well Astro Blaster is closed mm-hmm. because of the fireworks, but still. You can ride up three or four other yeah. ones really, really quickly. Yeah. We always start in one area of the park. We have actually a method of how we flow through the park. Oh, you do? We that This is yeah. where I could use help because I let the girls control. And so usually oh, no. it's like, I want to ride Mermaid. And then we ride Mermaid. And it's like, I want to ride Star Tours, which is in Disneyland yeah. on completely opposite end <laughs> of the universe. So I'm going to go back to Walt Disney World for a second because you have uh. to understand the full anal retentiveness this can be. But when we went to Walt Disney World, I looked at a map and I literally planned out our day to hit shows, restaurant, everything. So we could do everything at least once. And we did everything at least once. 
when we were there at the wow. park. A for, lot of them for nine times. days though. For nine days. Okay. It was not easy to plan. It took me quite a long time to plan it and to get the fast passes just right because you can book them a few days out. So it was a little difficult in that so sense. So at Disney World, you can do that. I don't think you can do that at you Disneyland. You can't do Disneyland. So the one benefit of staying on site at Walt Disney World is you get fast passes selection 90 days out versus if you're not on site, it's like 30 days. So that's a real beneficial Disneyland thing. doesn't do that, though. Not yet. It may once day. They're, they're, they're going to get to that point. They're trying. But if you plan it and your day and you know how you're going to move through the park, you get rid of the inefficiencies of back and forth, back and forth. Well, you're also saving your feet. That's what you get tired is by mm-hmm. all the walking and the standing. Yeah. So there's a lot of planning, and that comes to Disneyland, too. So before we ever go to Disneyland with the kids, we say, what is your top ride? Okay, we did that in the car, but then we only hit the top ride of each one, and then we like... So, well, we always ask what your top ride is, and then we say, here's how we're going to break up our day. And we're going to make sure when we hit to your area where the ride is, that is the priority for that area. Okay. And then we'll do the smaller rides around it. Let's break down Disneyland really fast so that this makes a lot more sense for people. So you have Main Street. Yes. Which is you entering the park and all the little shops. Right, and then you that ends to the castle, the circle, mm-hmm. which is the, the cas- weenie, the castle, the weenie. It's the weenie on a stick. It's what draws people to the center of the park. I don't know this lingo. It's called the spoken hub. Um, the statue is at the hub. In Sea World, we <laughs> called it the fish. Joking. <laughs> and then you have the hub, and you go off in your spokes. So yeah, you your got spokes. either the hub is my favorite because it has a really cool statue yeah. of Walt Disney, which I love. And then you take a good picture with that behind the castle. It's <laughs> my favorite little spot. So Anyways. over to the left is Adventureland, which will lead into New Orleans, which will lead into Critter Country. Then there's Frontierland, which also connects with Adventureland. And then you have Fantasyland behind the castle, which pushes into Toontown. And then to the right, you have Tomorrowland. Okay. I Behind the castle is Fantasyland. Fantasyland. Yep. So there's a lot of debate on where to go first thing in the morning. I say just pick one of the extremities. So either go to Tomorrowland, go to Toontown, or go to Critter Country. I always say to go to Tomorrowland because that Space Mountain gets a really big line. It does. So here's the tip that you're going to disagree on because you're frugal, but I have to do because it's the way they're setting up the system. I buy the Max Pass. See, I don't know about the Max Pass. It's on the app. It is on the app. So, okay, so explain the max packs. The max pass basically is you You spend $1 a day per ticket. Per person. Per person. You do get all the photos. So you go, I hit every photographer. I'm like, you're going to take my family's photo. No, I like that. So I, so we, like, again, we have Mm -hmm. passes. I have it on my pass. Yeah. It cost me $75 for me to have it. But I got it intentionally for the photos Mm -hmm. because now when they see Darth Vader, when they see a princess, I don't even take my phone out. I just let them do it. I can enjoy the moment and I get all the photos. Have you started doing autographs, by the way? No. The girls, I haven't decided. Just go to the 99 cent store and get a little notebook because if they're going to go see the characters, my kids, even now at 13, 12, and 10, are obsessed with the autographs. And they don't care if they're getting the same character three times in a row. They love it because, and it gives them a little bit more time with the character because they talk to them and then sometimes they'll do these crazy drawings on them and everything. Okay. I may have to introduce that. Try okay, it we once. Got, we got to digress. Yeah. We digress. But okay. I, I recommend that tip to everyone. Like you can get a cheap notebook. You can get just yeah. note cards people will have. Somebody you was. Know, you know what I learned too? Someone, I saw someone do it was, sorry, I interrupted you. It's all right. Um, they did it with a photo album, mm-hmm. and so then they put they took the pictures and they put it next to the autograph, yeah. and they made this really cute one. And I was like, "Oh, that's cute." There's also a book that's like Disney Encyclopedia A to Z or something, and we saw a lot of families with this book going around and getting or storybooks that's like the collection of Disney stories, like a big storybook, and having the character sign at their story or at their entry in the encyclopedia. Oh, that's kind of cool. I thought that was a really that'd cute be hard touch. to carry around though. Yeah, but that would be like that would be a really cool keepsake though. Yeah. Of like we went to Disneyland yeah. and now we have this encyclopedia that talks about the characters and you get the signs and we got that'd be cool. Um, four by six notebooks, super cheap with different Disney characters, and we have the kids have the characters sign on one side. Like you can flip to the page you want first and just hand it off to the. They're going to say, "Be ready." Yeah. And then we're, we're gonna, your own pen, by the way. Yeah, seriously. And then you bring. We're, we're doing printouts of all the photos with the characters and then we're going to glue them to the top 
So as they look at the autograph, they can see their photo. With have you done this yet? I have not. I've got the photos downloaded. They're ready to go. <laughs> but it's going it. to be a while. So the fast pass. Back to the mm-hmm. fast pass. Okay. So I did it for the photos. So mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Let them take their own photos and then you're good. Like yeah. you downloaded them, you can print them or whatever. And it's, you don't have to worry. You can enjoy the moment of seeing, yes. you know, your, your little, like Jackson seeing Mickey's the most precious things ever. Yeah. So I'd rather just be there than trying to take a picture of it. Yeah. You know? It's great. So I it's love really it. great. But Chris and I got it when we went just us two as adults for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And by the time we did the fast passes, like, they were all gone. We used it twice. When did you start the fast? So this is why rope drop is important. So if you once you enter the park and everybody has had their tickets scanned and activated, you buy your Max Pass right then and there. And you have to do it on your phone. You can't buy your no. Max Pass until the tickets are activated. And then you, you can't hit, even do it on the tram. Correct. And then you hit your first ride. So for us, it's Star uh, Space Mountain. So we hit Space Mountain first. We grab a time that's usually about nine. It'll say like let's say rope drops at eight. So the first fast pass will be 8.30 and 9.30. So between you have until technically 9.35 right now. It may be changing soon. You can arrive five minutes early or five minutes late to your it's fast the same. pass. So we go and we now know Space Mountain is going to be at 9.30 because we're going at the end of that fast pass. We're not using it right away because the moment that that hour hits, second fast pass becomes available. So you have to be constantly really? on your phone. And as soon as it's available. I thought it had it clear from the little no, portal. It'll tell you when, sometimes as it gets later in the day, it'll tell you when you can make your next fast pass because it'll start pushing to like two hours or so. But once you use your fast pass or you hit that window where it says it's okay to okay, schedule. Okay, so if your fast pass is at 830, the minute it is 831, you can get your next fast pass even if you haven't sometimes, gone to the Sometimes ride. early in the morning, you can tend to do that. As it gets later in the day, it becomes a larger gap of a window. So you either have to use the fast pass and then schedule. But then there's also a so, certain amount of fast pass they have per day. Sure. So you have to really maximize what you're going to do. Okay, so that's how do why you I say do that? Plan. Well, you plan. So if on my first fast pass at Space Mountain is at 830 to 930, I know I can do all that other stuff in Tomorrowland first thing. Then we do Space Mountain. And once that fast pass is activated you can usually schedule another fast pass unless you already have a few more stacked up for the day. How can you stack them up? Because there are times where you can build up your hours, like every few hours getting one. So you can have like two to three fast passes available. I and did then not know this. if a ride breaks down, you get a you can do anything fast pass. Yeah. So I've had days where like a ride is broken wanna, down over and over again where I've gotten like four of those. You want to use those for ones that don't really have a fast pass. Like Peter Pan doesn't have a fast pass. You can't use those on fast Peter Pan. You have to use them on a fast pass ride. But then it makes oh, your life no. easier. I'm thinking of a different because every now and then yeah. we get these things where something yeah, will happen the and line they'll passes. be like front of the line passes. Yeah. But that's different than a, a fast mm-hmm. pass anywhere. Okay. So the max pass is like you can use it on any ride that has a fast pass. You can come back right. anytime and just use it whenever. And those are great to stack up because if you kind of stack them up towards the end of the day not the latest part but like okay, around dinner time you're confusing me go. and i'm actually a person who goes to disneyland all the time <laughs> okay so you have the max pass that's like fast passes yeah but you can stack those up you kind of can yeah you can have two to three in your thing at a time and then if a ride goes down you because can stack you can one. you can get another one as soon as the time or your time has come up or you've also activated one so when i get into space mountain often I will have another fast pass already booked for another attraction because my window has come up to be able to book. Right. And then as soon as you activate that fast pass, you get on and you start looking for another ride. We've been doing the max pass all wrong. Yeah. All you have to wrong. be on your phone a lot for this. So, so you what... need to basically have someone designated as a fast pass. Yeah. Okay. So when you do it, it's on someone's cell phone, probably mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And then... You can link all the tickets up at yes. the same time. So, so you're not having to like do multiple phones. Like you could say like the whole day, these are the people, these are the rides you're doing. Yeah. You can do it all at once. So it's, they made it, it's a cool little system. Yeah. Apparently I've just been using it wrong because we literally got yeah. two max passes and it was like, this is stupid. Why did we spend $10 and we only got to use it once? Oh yeah. Or twice. Like it was $5. You're to, insane. I, I, if you don't get eight passes out of that in a day, full day, top to bottom, you haven't used it. But I didn't before. realize that as soon as your time comes, so if mm-hmm. your scheduled time to come back, your return time is nine o'clock, then at 9.01, you should be getting another one. Yeah. 
and you should be constantly looking. But that's you not, can... as I was saying, that's not always true. The the time frame will spread to about two hours later in the day. In the beginning, you can rapidly rack them up. As the fast passes become more and more sparse, the time frame begins to spread open. But okay. the moment you use your fast pass, you can get another one. Right. So that's why you have to be on the ball. So as we're walking in that fast pass line, I'm scheduling the next fast pass. It's going like we're, we're, we're getting it going. Done. But even at that, I guess we just didn't do it right because yeah. we were scheduled and then all the fast passes for Space Mountain were gone and all yeah. the fast fast. I can't, I can't, I'm in trouble saying this word over and over and over again for Radiator Springs and all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So which rides would you recommend using the fast pass on? I would do no Space Mountain, Indiana Jones and uh, what's it called? Big Thunder. And then if it's... What about Star Tours? No. I've never had a problem walking on to Star Tours. Oh, really? As soon as Star Tours, the evening comes or first thing in the morning, that's a walk-on. Okay. No problem. Good to know. Star Tours also has a high capacity, so they can push people into that, that, in that pretty fast. Um, and they can always open up another chamber. I don't like Matterhorn, by the way. Anyways. Um, so comfy. Space Mountain, Big Thunder, Indiana Jones, Haunted Mansion, when it's in the seasonal, I will not wait to see Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion. I will not wait in that line. We will. Well, we don't, but well. Um, just <clears throat> so you know, the Indiana Jones has single riders. So if Oh, they do they, they have single, single riders on that one and that makes it go a lot yeah. quicker. So Anytime if you your child rider. can ride by themselves, yeah. then you should just do that because yeah. then they'll just fill seats up and you don't have to wait as much. Yeah. And you're usually on like one or two after each other. You're yeah. not like waiting ten minutes between the rides. So yeah. It makes it go really quicker. Single rider on that one as well as Radiator Springs, which is in California mm -hmm. Adventure. So Disneyland has Disneyland and California Adventure. Yeah. And at uh, DCA, California Adventure, DCA for us, who worked there, the fast passes oh, Other people for, call it DCA too. You're not that cool, Heather. Would be Radiator Springs, the Guardians Breakout, and the Incredicoaster, which I think is Incredible Coaster, whatever it's called. I don't I like it. I love it. I hate it. It's Guardians good, of the Galaxy. I love so those three are the top three. Guardians of the Galaxies, um, Coaster, and what was the other one? Radiator Springs, uh, the I, Racers. See, I don't like waiting for Toy Story either. Oh yeah, Toy Story. I guess we got to throw in there. Buzz, you don't have to wait for it. Buzz is usually quick, but yeah. Toy Stories, there's a wait, and that's a fun one. Yeah. So those four then at DC, I would do, um, and I think that's only the three that I would do. Also at DC at uh, Disneyland, Fantasmic is a separate Fast Pass from the Max Pass. So first thing in the morning, right after you finish with Tomorrowland, you can head over, or if you head over right over to Frontierland right away, you got to go to the Fantasmic booth and get your Fantasmic Fast Passes. Yeah, and that doesn't hold as a Fast Pass. It's totally different. So there's also another option. Yeah, it doesn't hold. It's a different, it's completely disconnected from the system. Oh, I see. I didn't know that either. So there's option two. Man. Which I, <laughs> which I don't mind. this knowledge for me. And we often do this. For dinners, we will get the dining package for I the shows. I want to do that. So it's about $25 for an adult, but you get a guaranteed fast pass and a good seated area for Fantasmic or for um, the other one at DC. I can't think of the name. World now. of Color. World of Color. Which is one of my favorites. And That's my favorite. And when you're there, the meal is fine. It's like burger, fries. You get a drink. You know, dessert is separate. But I, I don't go to Disneyland all that often anymore. I don't have passes. So if I'm going to go to Disneyland, I'm going to kind of go all out and I'm going to pay for those front of line experiences no that makes sense it just and that one's which the cheapest one, i was gonna say that which one would you pay for what other ones are there and which one would you pay for there's sometimes for parade i don't pay for parade okay parade you can do two options on this parade's mm -hmm. one of our favorite things to do there's two ways we do it if we were with guests who've never been there before and we really want them to have a good mm -hmm. experience with it i will stake out a, like an hour and a half before oh my god you're one of those and i will sit next to a pole you mm -hmm. have to sit next to a pole. You have to sit next to a trash can. Mm -hmm. That will be one barrier. And then you put a little blanket out or your backpack or whatever, and you sit next to the other side. I like sitting this because then usually the girls and whoever's with us yeah. will go ride adventures. And I have alone time to, like, <laughs> people watch for an hour and a half. Yeah. Usually an hour is probably suffice. If you're not that into the parades, you usually can just find a little spot that you can find and you don't need to wait. Like yeah. you can, the experience in itself is great, but if we're there with people who've never been there and that's something I think like they have littler kids, like under five where the parade is like super magical, mm -hmm. I'll wait for them. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, I won't ever wait for the fireworks again. No. Because that was stupid. 
I don't wait for, for fireworks. fireworks. You want I love to be in the middle of Main Street. I don't mm-hmm. like being way straight up. I like being kind of far out. You get to see the whole experience. Plus, they put things on the walls, so you get a more immersive experience, and you get to see, and you get to see the castle really pretty mm-hmm. and to see everything and it's a lot easier and small you can always find projections too so small world's a fun place if you don't want to go to the castle to also get projections and then you can just turn around to see tinkerbell flights so you can i've never them. done in a, a small world yeah it's not bad it's not bad they did it deliberately so there'd be another place for people to watch stuff interesting i never i never been in a small world i don't find locations for fireworks i refuse we'll usually stay i try to avoid main street so we usually stay as close to an exiting point as we can. Now, one of my tips for parades in Disneyland is I will take the lunch break right before parade at the Jolly Holiday Cafe. Yes. Because then you stake out a table that's on the higher rise and you can sit there and watch the parade and have your lunch and it's wonderful. I would recommend that's really, I don't know, the, she's going with a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, some, that's one of my favorite things is watching the parade through the little yeah. eyes of a little kid because they are just... It was. It's my favorite yeah. thing to do. Even with the girls who are eight, it's so much fun watching them just be in awe of all the kids. But if you have older kids who aren't going to care about the parade, great time to ride rides. Because yeah. almost everyone is at the parade mm-hmm. or the fireworks. And so you can hit rides really quickly. I will tell you, one of the best rides I've ever had on Big Thunder was during fireworks. Because as we came up over the hill, the launches hit. And they were just bursting overhead. And the entire car we were in was like, ooh, wow, ooh. <laughs> That's cool. We just it was hit, beautiful. We went last Friday and we were at the tram. And that mm-hmm. made the tram wait really easy. Because yeah. like 930 hit and the fireworks started going off and it entertained the kids. Yeah. And I was like, great. I'm not sitting here going, I don't want to walk to the car. Because yeah. they were watching all the fireworks. So that's funny that you take the tram because you know, this is me making the kids suffer and getting my steps in. We walk to the park and, okay, because here's the other thing. If you get there super early at the park, the trams don't start right away. No, they're an hour, an hour before, an hour after. So if you want to get to the park fast, you better hike it. Yeah, I guess if you're going that early, you better hike it. Mm -hmm. No, I do the tram every single time. Yeah, Because I I have little ones mm-hmm. we started going i think we got into habit too i mean we started going to disneyland when the girls were three i'm not taking hey i don't like strollers mm-hmm. in disneyland no i hate strollers. i hate strollers in disneyland if you can have a kid who walks you should yeah. have them walk however i got the coolest new stroller <laughs> and now it at disneyland is pretty stinking awesome it folds basically into an eight by ten piece of paper wow okay maybe not that small but pretty damn small yeah. that you can literally we have a strap to it and you can put it on your back Nice. Like it folds that small um, that we, we've we been using it for Jackson. And also because Jackson's, you know, y'all all know, he's developmentally <laughs> special. And so he's getting heavier and heavier for me yeah. to hold. And so it got to the point where I didn't want to go to Disneyland because holding a 35-pound child yeah. all the time was rough. And yeah. then I would hurt the next day. So now I use the stroller a little bit more. Yeah. But if you don't need a stroller, don't take it because they're just wasting time and space and you're going to get frustrated and you're, you'll are probably get hit by a stroller. Yeah. But don't be mad. You're at Disneyland. Like, that's the other thing. I don't get why people get so upset about all these being pushed. And I'm like, you're at Disneyland with because thousands of people. Because there's a between bodies pushing and people using strollers as battering rams. Oh, that's I've for had sure. People with their strollers, there's no child in the stroller. It's their stuff. And like shoving it into me saying, move, move. And I'm like, do you see I can't? Like, I don't know why you're hitting me with your stroller oh, when yeah. I physically can't move. That and people on scooters who hold their horn. It's like we're all trying to you get through the space. Yeah. You're just making ugly noise. I think my number one spot when someone goes, sorry. I'm like, we're at Disneyland. We're the happiest place on earth. Who cares? And they're like <laughs> always like, oh, okay, you're right. Like try to instill that personality yeah. for everybody. So I say before you go, make a plan. Know how you're going to circumvent the park so you're not ping-ponging through the park because that's a time waster. Okay. It's a serious time waster. And plan your meals. If you're going to sit down and get a, a meal, know when you're going to sit down and get a okay, meal. Okay, so I heard the probably the best time is to do the parade and do it at the Jolly Holiday in uh, yeah. on I love Main Street. That. Or buy one of, the, buy one of mm-hmm. those VIP packages. packages and that way you have a really good seat for... And this is just if you're trying to maximize your day and see all the shows and all the things that you can do. If you're going and you're like, I don't care about the parade, take that time to go on rides, like Patty said. I think the restaurants that are faster served that are pretty good are like the New Orleans Square, the French Market, I think it is. 
where you can get the clam chowder, but you can also mm-hmm. get the fried chicken that's pretty good. And they have a mint julep bar and the mm-hmm. beignets, which are delicious. Uh, don't forget how much stuff you can eat in line. If the line is long, <laughs> that's good eating time. That's when we eat a lot. We eat a lot of time. And then if you have older kids, I saw this one family who had lots of like teenagers and, you know, eight, nine, ten-year-olds kind mm-hmm. of thing. They were playing a card game and mm-hmm. dad was a discard pile and they all had their thing and they were playing yeah. a game, which I was like, that's pretty brilliant. And then everyone just put their their <laughs> things in their pocket and they went on the ride, which I was like, that's cool, like bonding yeah. time. So you don't have to have the kids on the phone. Yeah. Our stuff. kids play a lot of clapping games or they have a sentence game where they you try to keep going and not be the end of the sentence. Like the brown dog went to the store to buy the and you try to go as long as you can until oh, you get cool. to a sentence. And they're, they're nonsensical sentences. Oh, before we forget. So, kids with special disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we do the disability pass. Yeah. Which basically allows you to have a fast pass to any of the um, rides. Um, basically, if your child is kind of like ours who cannot handle one iota being in a line for more than 10 minutes, they completely flip out. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, a child's whining. I'm mm-hmm. talking like... Lexi will not recover from the day if she gets bored and then begs her sister on. Like, we're, we're mm-hmm. leaving. Like, we have to go home because they can't recover. Um, Jackson just goes everywhere and is like a safety hazard. So it's easier mm-hmm. for him to be with us. Anyways, you can go up to either City Hall um, or what is it in California Adventure? There's a they have, little, a, they they have, have like a little a, spot in the yeah. very big. It's in the front of the park-ish. Um, you go up to them, you explain the disability, why you can't stay in line, what happens when you can't stay in line, that kind of stuff. So if your kid is ADD and is going to go crazy, complete total meltdown. Did you just show meltdowns. them Jackson and be like, this is why? We did it with the girls because of, honestly, Lexi, because she takes so long mm-hmm. to recover from a meltdown. Yeah. Like so long that it wasn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't at all. Um so the, what, the way it works is you go, you they'll approve you of it. And the way it works is that you get a return time and you go through the fast pass line. But instead of waiting in line, you wait outside the park. Yeah. So. Not know, outside the park, but outside the ride. Outside the ride. Sorry. Yeah, you can go yeah. anywhere else. You have to wait outside the park yeah. and be even more <laughs> bored than if you were in line. Um, right outside of the ride. So say we got on to Star Tours and the wait's 30 minutes. We would just hang around at the castle, maybe mm-hmm. do the castle. Oh, there's a there's an actual little exhibit in the castle that yeah. people always forget. Anyways, and then at our return time, we would go in and it's on our pass. We do the little thing and then you just go on right onto the ride. Yeah. Very handy for some of those that don't have fast passes like Peter Pan, which is yeah. awesome. But it's very, for kids that have disability, kids with disabilities, it's very convenient and it actually makes Disneyland You know fun. in P- Peter Pan, those clouds at the bottom when you fly over? They're trash bags. I I actually had Chris like look up how to make stars because mm-hmm. I want to put that in the mountain house because that's my <laughs> favorite part. That's probably my favorite ride is is Peter yeah. Pan. It's just so magical. I don't think I ever ride that Toad ride or the or the Snow They're White. They're great to get on when you're just trying to maximize and say how many rides did I do today at night. Those things are walk on two minutes. You're done. In well, some out. of them are scary. Pinocchio is like scary. Oh my gosh! Well, I love. Being in the Mr. Toes ride when you go to hell. And I was like, see, guys, see what's going to happen. No, we don't, no, we don't ride that one. <laughs> we don't ride Snow. Was it Snow White? Is there Snow White ride? Snow White's the one, yeah, with the witch dies. We don't dies ride that one. Oh, we, we don't ride Pinocchio. We never ride those. Those are like mm-hmm. scary to me and no. not worth it. What's the ride that, what's your favorite ride and what's the ride that you would skip? My favorite ride is It's a Small World. I love that one. Oh, you know what else you can use a fast pass for? You're such is... a costume designer in your heart. No, I just love It's a Small World. I've loved it since I was a little kid, and I would write, my poor parents, I would write it over and over again, and it's hilarious because my sister doesn't love it that much. She likes it, but Ronan, my nephew, takes after me, and he loves It's a Small World, <laughs> and we'll write it over and over again. Um, so it's, it passes on to the family, the love. I just love that. I love all the details. Every time I go on It's a Small World, I see something new. And I have been when there's nobody in the park, and I've made Bobby sit in a boat eight behind me so I could feel like I'm on the ride all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're horrible. So let me add in there. Roger Rabbit's get a fast pass for it. That is the one ride I will absolutely not do if I don't have a fast pass. It's, I think I've ridden that one once. I didn't like it either. Uh, it's it, First of all, the ride is just not that great. 
But if you stand in line, it's even worse. You're like, oh, here we are. We just have to turn this corner. No, you go into the bowels of this ride and down and up and around. That's one of my. I hate it. I, I didn't realize how many rides I don't like at Disneyland because I forgot that they existed. Yeah. And, and honestly, Roger Rabbit was one of them. Like the, the coaster toad. in Toontown was the first ride that we told the kids to go on by themselves. Because it's not comfortable for adults. There's just not a lot of depth in the, the vehicle seats. So the kids are like, we want to ride the coaster. They love the Gadgets Coast Coaster. And I'm like, great. By yourself. Bye-bye. <laughs> go That's on. Cool. Mommy and Daddy are going to wait here and that watch you. I like Toontown. I think it's a fun area. I think it's good it for is, kids to run around. I like around. watching. I like seeing Mickey there because you get yeah. some really cool pictures of Mickey there. Yeah, and just let you know, Mickey has different costumes at different places. Yeah. So it's kind. Of, that's one of his more classical ones. And mm -hmm. so it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I like the Toontown area. I think it's nice. That's actually our decompression. Usually we circle back around to see the show in the afternoon um, over at Mickey's Magical Map. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go into Toontown before it closes down. And that's kind of where we relax. We often get the frozen yogurt there as a snack. Just, you know, it's a good place for decompression. Because the kids can run around and play with all the weird props and listen to all the stuff. They can go on the coaster. We get a fast pass for yeah. Roger Rabbit. It's a lot easier to sort of deal with your day. My friend Sunny probably would be mad at me if I didn't say you have to get a Dole Whip. That's like her one thing she gets every <sighs> single time. I do love a Dole Whip. But I I also love seeing uh, the Tiki Room. So I, you know, that's like the tip is you go inside the Tiki Room waiting area to get the Dole Whip. It's a faster line. But then they kind of lock you in there. So then you got to see the Tiki Room. But you can exit right away. But why? I like the Tiki it's Room. It's a magical room. Also, Tiki Room has my favorite bathrooms. They have bathrooms? Uh, yeah. There's bathrooms to the left right before you enter. And they're private and clean because nobody ever goes in there because nobody no one knows. knows about them. <laughs> Um, so they're my favorite bathroom. Tiki, tiki bathrooms. Is, is not my favorite because I get the stupid song stuck in my head for the rest of the it. day. But it is my favorite because it's air conditioning mm -hmm. and everyone sits and you can just do some downtime. Oh, you can Chris sleep would in say that. his favorite ride is Pirates because he can also just yes. downtime. Like it's just like nice to be able to sit. Yeah. And the kids are entertained. And so like, oh. the kids know when Pirates time comes around, it's mom's nap time. See? And they leave her alone. And I fall asleep by the time we hit the town. So by the time we hit the town, I'm out, and I get a five-minute power nap. By the time we're launching, it's the jerking of being pulled back up at the end of the ride that wakes me up. I'm like, oh, we're here. And I have, your nap. Yeah, I have slept through that ride now for probably the last, let's see, when it started was on grad night, and I realized it was comfortable. So probably for the last 22 years, I have slept on that ride. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I That's love why it. you have more tips. I've only been doing this for four. Yeah. <laughs> and then at DCA, oh, DCA, the big rides that you can get fast passes for, the big rides everybody wants to do. Air, um, little Mermaid, you can almost always find a time to walk on. Yeah. All those little doodaddy rides like the jellyfish hoppers and stuff, those are almost always walk-ons at some point, yeah. even when the, the park is crowded. Monsters is kind of a walk-on and it's, Kind of dumb. The Frozen <gasps> show. Yeah. You don't like monsters? No, I hate it. Do you not like the movie? No, I remember what that ride was, and they did the worst job ever in putting this ride in. Because what like, was it? It was called. Uh, hold on, I got to say it right. Superstar Limo, because it's called in the Imagineering and entertain entertainment world circles as Stupid Suck Limo. <laughs> it was so bad it shut down after a few months when the park first opened. I never yeah. knew that. It was an awful. I read so, it twice, which is probably so more than most people. <laughs> you knew about it. So why wouldn't you like Monsters Inc. when they increased it? I will tell it. you why the story. There's only one part of that ride I like, which is when you're in the door room because it's, it's wonderful. But the whole ride is, oh my God, Boo's here. We got to get her back. Hurry! And you move so slow through the space, and nothing. You're, there's no urgency. It's like we got to hurry, but at a leisurely pace. <laughs> So I, I just I like don't like it. it. I just like, I like the, I like the movie. I, that's one of my favorites, yeah. actually. I will tell you, the thing I miss most at, okay, we got to go back to what we miss most, too. The thing I miss I most I don't think at, I have anything that's <laughs> missed most. I've only been there for four years. Okay, I, no, but no. even my miss most would be Tower of Terror, but they made it better. Yeah, I, I love now Guardians. have Guardian of the Galaxy. I hate it's that I love smoother, it. It's yeah. smoother. And you're going to see Brad Pitt, not Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. Uh, Chris Pratt, Pratt in it. 
and the voice of Bradley Cooper. Like, hello. Like, yeah. that's my favorite. I hate to admit how much I enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy I love that. Ride. That's my good. favorite ride. My favorite ride is Guardians of the Galaxy. I miss entertainment. There used to be this group called uh, Billy Hill and the Hillbillies over at Disneyland. And they had yeah. a huge following. And Bobby and I would see them every time we went. We love them. They are now over at Knott's Berry Farm Ooh. as Kirk Wall and the Hillbillies. Because that's his actual name is Kirk. Uh, Kirk Wall. And they're they're just as funny, just as great, and I highly recommend I've, that. I saw that once. Yeah, they're great. But they're not at Disneyland anymore. And DCA used to have a show called, oh, what was it? The Depart Duh, which was the Department of Unintentional Hilarity, and it was an improv show. Really? And it was again, they got a huge crowd of people every time they started to perform. They get did away with that too. They did away with it. What do they have for entertainment? Really? Oh, uh, they've got these little pop up shows. I know they have the the men from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And they're fine. And then, like, they'll have, like, if High School Musical something comes out, like, they'll do a little thing. or It's fine. It's all to promote, like, their sh- little shows yeah. and everything. But the, you kind of miss these weird little just thematic shows yeah, that I, aren't a character. They're just thematic. So, DCA, I can't think of any ride that's, like, a pass. Well, I mean, I pass monsters. I pass. I don't like the goofy, silly stuff. School, ski oh, school. Yeah. That's I a hate that mouse one. coaster. I, it hurts. They they fixed it, but they didn't fix it enough. The mouse coaster. Yeah, it used to be much more jerky. That's what it's called, a mouse coaster. The little ones. Oh, oh I will That's bypass. I you can get a fast pass for this, but this is why I didn't even think about it. I bas- bypass Soren. <gasps> you don't like Soren because it's no longer Soren over California. Yeah, it's Soren over the world. And I, don't I still like love it. it. I still love it. Soren over California. That would be for sure one that you would do. No, well, okay, you guys can. They used to have only three moments of digital compositing in the Soren over California. It was truly the beauty of California. The music was wonderful. I like the smells. And then they opened up the world and then they just shoehorned the music in so it doesn't fit as well anymore. And it's all digital. Everything has to have some like the, the whales are fake. The polar bears are fake. The entire Elephants. Africa scene is fake. The eagle is fake. Okay, but it's still an experience. You do feel like you're flying, which is like a really cool experience. Like, that's actually one of my favorites, too. I'm not. This is no joke. And you're going to be so shocked when you hear about this. Am I really? Because I'm not. You are. Every time I rode Soarin' Over California, it filled my heart with so many emotions. I cried at the end every time. You did not. I did. You could ask Bobby. I would tear up and start crying by the end. Every single time. As soon as you hit the downtown LA sequence and the music picked up, it was like, I'd be like, oh my God, I love my state. My state is the most beautiful state in the whole world. And I love it so much. And I'm never going to leave. And okay, I love I this never place. got that emotional because Texas is still better. And I will tell you to this day, if I hear the original Soren over California score, because I w- was on that ride so much. I loved it so much. You can hear. I can see exactly the images and I will start to tear up again as we hit the end point. Because I loved that. You ride. are messed up, Heather. <laughs> I will cry at a ride. Score. It was beautiful. But and I will not cry because my life is hard. <laughs> like we gotta we, we gotta unpack that another time. Another time. So I think you should go to Disneyland. I mean, we've given you lots of tips. We have there's lots more. You can always email and oh, send us more if here's you another ask tip. more questions. If Disneyland's not cutting it for you or it's too crazy. Please go over to Knott's Berry Farm. They are trying their hardest to be a really wonderful little park. And I have to promote them a lot because when you watch how they have transformed as a, a park and what they're trying I to do. I haven't been there in a while. Maybe we'll go there. But my kids don't like any of the well, roller coasters. I will say this. If you have older kids, like my kids like Disneyland and DCA a lot, but they are starting to be more coaster, you know, desires. Or not. And they have some coasters at Disneyland, but nothing. There's only one that goes upside down at DCA, which is the incredible coaster. Right. And Knott's Berry Farm has a lot of really nice, fun coasters for the kids. So it's great for them. They've got really cute little fun areas. Their Snoopy Peanuts area is adorable. The food prices are reasonable. That's like, yeah. super reasonable. And they have great walk around characters again. Like our kids walked into the little. Uh, town hall just to check it out and they're like oh we're gonna make you citizens here of the day and blah 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 and it was really lovely and the people were really lovely and they've got it out again they've got my nerdy little the missions of california diorama scenes which i'm like guys come look at this come look at these they're amazing and they've got a little stunt show 
and if you're on the train, sometimes you're on the train when it gets robbed and it's fun. It's like a nice, fun park. So if you're at Disneyland and DCA and you want to take a break in between, like if your friend is getting three-day tickets, I highly recommend she takes a day off. Go over to Knott's Berry Farm. Go to Knott's Berry Farm today. Have some fun over there. Or go to the water park, the Hurricane Harbor. No, Hurricane Harbor is with Magic Mountain. Don't go there. Don't go there. I forget what it's called. Universal's good, though. Soak City. Universal, to me, is like a half day. You can knock that out. Even with all the single riders at Universal, there's no reason to ever get a fast I'm a Disneyland person. I'll have to try yeah. not. My kids don't like, they think Pirates is too fast. Not one drop. Sure, but there's a little Snoopy Peanuts area and there's a Fiesta area where they've got these little sombreros, which are like the teacups. Oh. And they're so cute. All right. We're going to do a whole nother episode on. <laughs> so some <laughs> actual tip. other tips, too, just to get out quickly. I always take, especially in the summer, an extra pair of socks because your feet are going to get sweaty. And it's a really nice, good relief to get the sweaty socks off and the clean ones on. Uh, I also, for the kids... Take an extra pair of pants and underwear because you now they've, they've gotten a lot better, but they used to have accidents. And the lines can be long. So even if they yeah. told you in time waiting, sometimes yeah. they don't make it. So that's a good tip. Um, also, the kids have Ziploc baggies in their bag because there's something that they want to keep for later. The, if their pants get soaked or if they've got dirty clothes they want to put away and separated, I highly recommend having the kids carry a few of the jumbo size Ziploc baggies for things that they just pick oh, up the meat along oh, the way. Well, we didn't talk about souvenirs. What do you do with souvenirs? I make my kids pay for their yeah, own. They, so pay, we know they buy they their own souvenirs. So why even talk about it? <laughs> well, don't buy them originally. This is yeah. what I laugh about all the time is that you see these people and they're like having these big stuffed animals yeah. and they're just lugging it around the yeah, whole day. don't do that. Do it at the very end. You yeah. can stay in the park a little bit longer as they close. Yes. Main Street closes an hour after the park closes. So you can do all your shopping in the Emporium and everything then. So you're good there. Um, what else? I mean, there has the to be. kids get pins because, oh, our kids, you can buy pins really cheap online that you can trade and all of the Disney employees will trade. Here's the thing. If you're like a super serious pin collector, you're not going to buy these pins on eBay. But if you've got kids who it's really good to help teach them with interactions too, with people to ask politely, can I please see your pins? Can I look at this? It's a good interaction tool. I don't even recommend starting the pins because they're a money waster. Well, this is the kids don't really care about the big pins. Sometimes they want it. So we'll often they'll often save their money and buy just one pin to commemorate the trip. Because that's what Bobby and I do is we buy a single pin to commemorate our trip. Like this pin reminds me of this and it usually has the year on it. I take a picture. Um, the kids, though, really like the pin trading. They like the interaction of trading. They don't even care. They're not, they have none that they're actually collecting. They're just <laughs> moving them around. It's the fun of, you know, doing the interaction. So if you have kids that you want to start teaching them how to do positive interactions with people and to, like, introduce themselves and to ask questions, pin trading is a really nice, valuable tool because almost every single cast member has pin trading on them. Yes, and it's a fun thing to do when you're waiting in line sometimes is a cast member will walk by and be like, oh, could we please see your pins? And then they can do a little thing and then they like to look at it. And it's, it's interesting Just don't go way. crazy on it because it's like, what the hell eBay. are you going to do when you're 85 years old and have like 900 eBay. pins? Like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, no, don't do it. I literally bought 100 pins for like $35 off of eBay. And that has now lasted four years because they just keep cycling through those pins. And that makes more sense. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you convinced me on the pin thing. It's a good tool. It's a good tool for kids with interactions, and they enjoy it. So for souvenirs, autographs is what we do because they love collecting autographs. And then they love trading pins and getting a pin. They'll buy their own. I don't buy their souvenirs. Yeah, I don't buy my kids' souvenirs either. I'm like, what did you buy? Oh, it's $24.99. That means you're going to wait 12 weeks for your allowance (laughs) for you to be able to get it. Yeah. Uh, And then... You know, we just try and have the experience be the fun of the day. Okay. So to end this, since we try to end it and we mm-hmm. ended up having more tips. Do you have any more tips before I start trying to end this episode? Always take a light jacket. Okay. So I was going to say, <laughs> what is your number one tip that you would give? And then I'm going to give mine because I only had like two tips this whole time. Can season. you go with yours first? Because No, because mine's nice. My tip is plan ahead. Don't overpack your backpacks, but pack them with some essentials. And essentials being the Ziploc, extra the Zipla, clothes, snacks, yeah. snacks, the water hydration pack. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, if it didn't happen, it doesn't really matter because you still got to go to Disneyland and be together as a family and have fun. So have fun. If somebody's having a meltdown, 
it's not fun, and you need to reassess what you're doing. There are lots of really nice quiet areas at Disneyland. There are lots of really nice quiet areas in downtown Disney. There are a lot of nice quiet areas in DCA. If the family needs a time to decompress, decompress. And I will honestly say, shows like the Frozen at Hyperion or the Mickey's Magical Map are excellent decompression tools. Because you get to sit, you get to relax. You can watch. You can watch. Well, that was my tip. So now I don't have any tips. I was basically going to say the same thing. Yeah. But remember that regardless of how much money you spent, mm-hmm. what you're really buying is an experience and a yes. memory with your kids. So if things are getting rough, don't be afraid to take a break and regather yourself. Because in the end, these kids aren't going to remember that they missed one ride. They're going to remember spending the day at Disneyland yeah. with you guys. So whatever memory you make, make it a good one. So if it is someone's having a meltdown, you need to stop and just sit on a bench and people watch. Do it because it's going to be a better day. You have an enjoyable time than it is trying to get to everything and missing Lincoln's memorial thing. That's the best. So as a member, you're making a memory. So make a good one. The Mother Effin' Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com.